0: Welcome to the Extra 10% Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Johnston, and this is the show which talks honestly about all things business, mental health, and lifestyle. Okay, I am back. I have had a few weeks off of this podcast, which was completely unintentional. Um, And actually feeds really nicely into the whole topic of today's podcast. It's been a crazy, crazy few weeks. I mean, my Instagram went mad. I have gained over 50,000 followers in about three weeks. I've got inquiries coming out of my ears and I Honestly, cannot believe it. I am meeting so many amazing people on my one-to-one calls. I have 10 one-to-one slots every week and every week they're getting fully booked out, which I am so truly grateful of and I just can't believe what's happening. So that's why there's a slight delay in this podcast because honestly, the world of business in my life went absolutely mad and I wasn't entirely sure how to deal with this influx of not necessarily the influx of work, but I think more the influx of just the amount of eyes that were on my content to go from, you know, like 4,000, 5,000 followers who were mainly people that I know to 50,000 followers with it being mainly people that I don't know is a massive difference and honestly I was launching a membership as well and that was you know I loved it I was filming for about 15 hours a day to get my membership live my membership is now live and it's got amazing feedback but it was just a bit overwhelming to be honest so I thought I would do a bit of a catch-up with you today because this is honestly the first time that I have experienced imposter syndrome Throughout all of my career, in fact, when I was planning out my podcast episodes, one of the episodes was about how I never had experienced imposter syndrome, but I can wipe that off as a subject because I have really struggled with imposter syndrome over the last few weeks. I've really started to doubt my abilities and I just felt like a total fraud, which is absolutely one of the biggest parts of imposter syndrome. So I wanted to talk today a bit about uh, imposter syndrome and how the steps that I'm doing to overcome this, as well as how I'm navigating this new journey with so many more eyes on my content and my followers keep growing. Every day it's more eyes on my content and if I don't start to put a level and contain this imposter syndrome and work through it now... I'm the type of person where this would just spiral out of control and I would get myself in a complete tiz about it. Um, But I also wanted to talk to you about my journey with cold water therapy and how this is helping me because that's one of the ways that I'm dealing with imposter syndrome and cold water therapy really helps my anxiety, uh, my clarity, my business in all different areas of my life. So they are going to be the two topics of today, imposter syndrome and cold water therapy. And the reason why I felt like this was a good place to start is because The overwhelm that I've been experiencing is linked very much to, I guess, perfectionism and the fact that I always want everything to be perfect. And it's something that I mentor my clients on, which is social media shouldn't be a platform, which is about being perfect. If a piece of content isn't perfect to you. Chances are no one is actually going to notice that it could have been better. So for example, I posted a reel yesterday. I was out for a walk with my husband in Blenheim Palace and I thought, let's just film a reel. I got so many funny looks when I was in the middle of like the road or the path leading up to the palace and I was stood pointing and dancing around, people walking past like, what is she doing? Uh, but I wanted to kind of prove to myself and to the people that I coach, my followers, my clients, that it's okay not to have a perfect piece of content. That reel was far from perfect in my view, but in fact, it's actually done really well. And it the the kind of the speed in which it picked up momentum was quicker than some of my other reels, which in my eyes were more were more perfect in inverted commas. So yeah, they are the topics of today. But just to start off by saying. If you're experiencing imposter syndrome, I'm going to dive into it and talk to you a bit about what it is and how I'm overcoming it. But it is very common in perfectionists. And so if you're listening to this and you're a perfectionist, chances are you will have or will do in the future experience an element of imposter syndrome. So I feel like this is a really super useful podcast and the messages and the DMs that are coming in To my Instagram are from people that are saying like, okay, my account's now growing. I've got imposter syndrome. What if I can't do this? They start to doubt themselves. So this is why this is today's topic. So let's start with imposter syndrome. In brief, imposter syndrome is basically when someone doubts their abilities and feels like they're basically not good enough. So even if they've accomplished a lot, even if they've succeeded a lot, imposter syndrome creates this feeling that they're not good enough and that they aren't worthy or deserving of their success. And because it's quite common in perfectionists, and I am a perfectionist, doubting your abilities can really make you feel anxious if you've got imposter syndrome and it can make you feel really bad about yourself. And that's something that I was experiencing is I just felt super anxious as if I shouldn't have this growth on Instagram as if I shouldn't have these clients coming to me, as if I shouldn't have anything. I just felt like, can I do this? Am I actually good at what I do? Do I actually know what I'm doing? And the the reality of it is, of course I do. I've done it for 10 years. I get results for clients. I've successfully built this business for a decade. But imposter syndrome, it doesn't matter what success you've had previously. It doesn't matter the accomplishments that you've had, if you get those feelings of imposter syndrome, you doubt yourself. And it's a really tricky thing to navigate. So the first thing that I did when I noticed that I was getting imposter syndrome was I took a moment to recognize and acknowledge my accomplishments and my achievements to date. So it really helped me just to take a step back and look at what I'd achieved. I got a massive piece of paper because I prefer pen and paper, I'm, you know, I'm quite techno, but I'm not overly techno. So for me, paper and pen sometimes is the best, uh, the best combo. So I grabbed a piece of paper and a pen, and I started to write down all of the things that I'd achieved in my business through the result of hard work. Because one of the things that, you know, that comes with imposter syndrome is often a feeling that you just got lucky and you didn't deserve that success and but when you wrote when you write it down like when I started to write down all of the things I'd achieved not just necessarily within business but in life in general you realize that actually your success is a direct result of the hard work that you put in and therefore you didn't get lucky because you did the hard work you put the effort in to achieve them so that's the first thing I did and it really helped Um, I'm not particularly good at celebrating my own success and my own achievements so this was a really good task for me to do anyway because it meant that I was able to just start to think about even from when I started this business at 16 what have I done what have I achieved what were the obstacles and the barriers that I was faced with that I overcame in order to reach the the next level of success And when you put it on paper and you read it, you're like, okay, the imposter syndrome starts to be broken down just through this first exercise because you realize that actually it is your hard work. You didn't get lucky. You did work hard and put the effort in and that's what got you the result. So that's the first thing that I did and I would suggest that you do if you're currently struggling with imposter syndrome as well. The next thing I did was I started to really challenge My negative self talk. So, what I mean by this is when I started to notice that I would doubt myself and the internal voice, you know, the inner voice that we all have in our heads that likes to chip in and tell us things that aren't particularly true, especially if you've got anxiety, I tried to challenge that. So, when I had these thoughts, like, for example, I'm not good enough or I don't know if I can do this. I would replace that negative thought with a positive one so I would say no I absolutely can do this I am capable I have the skills that are valuable I can bring something to the world of small businesses through my social media knowledge I've got results previously what am I talking about of course I can do this and having that ability to notice and it is you you—you have to dedicate time to do this because it's easier to dismiss them, it's easier to either listen to them. So when a negative uh, you know, thought comes into your mind, the most common things to do, and I know this from experience, is either listen to them, and therefore you fill your mind with doubt and stress and anxiety and worry and fear, Or you dismiss them, in which case you just push them to one side, but you don't actually challenge them. Whereas what I started to do is really challenge those negative feelings and that negative self-talk and turn it into a more positive one. So when things came in, which was like, I'm not, I can't, I would change it to I am, I can, I will. And that was something that I practiced day in, day out, and it really started to make a difference. I would say after about a week, I started to feel a lot more confident and the negative self talk would come in less because i wasn't feeding the thought i wasn't giving it chance to actually i was basically knocking it down the second the thought came into my head and as i said it takes practice it's not something that will happen overnight from my experience but if you keep doing it you will start to notice the reduction in the amount of times you're thinking those thoughts which then also helps to break the imposter syndrome apart and it starts to crumble The next thing I did um, or another thing I did was I talked to my husband. So he's been with me for the whole time of my journey with my business. We've been together for over 10 years and I was able to speak to him and I just it was it was kind of like he was my little therapist for a couple of hours because I got everything that I was feeling out and just said I'm feeling like I can't do this. What about if I'm not actually as good as I think I am or what about the the results I've got previously were just like a one-off and having the ability to talk to someone that you trust uh, whether it's a friend or a family member um, or anyone really talking it out can really help you gain perspective and it also helps to realize that you're not alone the more people that I spoke to about this you know a few people that I've met in the world of business they mention imposter syndrome. And when you get speaking to people who are experiencing the same as you, it makes you realize that even though your feelings aren't true, they're valid in the sense that what you're feeling and what you're thinking isn't a reflection of reality. Like that's why it's imposter syndrome. It's it's not reality but it does give you, it gave me at least validation that what I was feeling wasn't wrong in the sense that it's something that other people experience. So speaking out and talking to someone also helps to really tie into point one as well, which is about recognizing and, and acknowledging your accomplishments. And I was able to chat with Carl, who's my husband, and just say like, go through everything the things that i'd done the things i'd achieved the things that i'd accomplished why i was feeling the way i was and just talking to someone you know they there's that famous phrase which is like a problem shared is a problem halved and in this case i really think it's very true that being able to talk to someone can really help you to gain that perspective another thing that i did was continue to set goals now this is something which I found quite hard. So when I started getting the growth, when I started getting the inquiries, when I started getting more clients, I was a bit like, this is crazy. I'd have no idea if I can even do this, which was totally the imposter syndrome talking, but I continued to set goals. So one of them was I wanted to have 10 one-to-one slots a week and I wanted them to be fully booked every week. I set another goal that I wanted to, this was before I hit 50,000 followers. I wanted to hit 50,000 followers by the end of March and i was going to do that by doing two reels a day and i just set myself these achievable realistic goals so i wasn't saying i want to get half a million followers by the end of march i wasn't saying that i wanted to have 50 one-to-one calls a week i wasn't saying that i was going to do 10 reels a day i was thinking realistically about the goals that i could stick to so for example two reels a day is a goal that i knew i could stick to um 50,000 followers with the growth that I was having is a goal that I felt was realistic. But by setting these goals, it meant that when I achieved those goals, it started to build a sense of confidence in my abilities. So rather than just thinking it was a one-off and rather than just thinking, oh, you know, perhaps it was, I just got lucky all the other clients that I've worked with and got them results. by, By continuing to set myself goals, it meant that I was able to really break down that imposter syndrome even more because every goal I hit, I was like, yes, see, I can do it, I knew I could do it. I knew it wasn't a one-off thing. I knew I'm not like a fraud and imposter syndrome is so real in the sense that it can really make you feel that you are not good enough and you doubt your abilities so much. So setting yourself these goals and it doesn't matter how big or small the goals are. Like in my opinion, setting a goal breaks down imposter syndrome when you achieve it. So if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, my advice to you would be to continue to set goals, small, realistic, manageable goals, because every time you achieve a goal, it breaks that down even more because it builds a sense of competence and it builds a sense of confidence in your ability. And the final thing that I did, which will lead me into cold water therapy, is I practiced more self-care. So taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally is so important. And the benefits that it has, I don't think I fully realized the full extent of how practicing self-care really works in every aspect of your life. So I made sure that I exercised ran, walked, went out on my bike, went swimming, went to the gym every day. I did some form of exercise, 10,000 steps a day, stepping outside, especially now we're getting to spring in the UK and just breathing in the fresh air, the blue sky, feeding the warmth from the sun, eating healthy. I've really made a very conscious effort to make sure that I'm eating incredibly healthy, um, getting enough sleep. I was honestly the worst person for sleep. There was a time not so long ago perhaps about 18 months ago, that I would go to bed at 1am and I'd wake up at five because I was under this impression that you could only be successful if you basically got up at five and worked yourself until 1am in the morning. Um, By the way, that is totally not true. Uh, I get way more sleep now and I am happier than I was back then. But anyway, that's a different topic. Um, But yeah, get enough sleep. I go to bed at 10... PM usually I'm asleep by like ten fifteen and I wake up at six thirty ish. So that's like what even is that? Eight hours, eight and a half hours sleep. Um and I just do things that make me feel good. So see friends you know, going for a walk in the fresh air and like listening to the birds and just being in nature is something that really helps to fill my like happiness cup up. So I really make sure that I do that on a very regular basis. Um, pretty much every day I will sit outside. If I can't even get for a walk for whatever reason, even if it's like dull and gray, I always make sure that I go outside and just like take in the environment and the nature because that's something that really helps me. And then I've started cold water therapy. So I am three months into my journey of cold water therapy. I started with cold showers at the beginning of the year. So first of January, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this cold water therapy thing for the whole year and just see how it works out. So I started with cold showers. The first cold shower I had was honestly, I cannot even put into words how much it took my breath away. I turned the shower from hot to cold. So I had a hot shower first, then I turned it to cold. And I survived in there about five seconds and I thought this is so not fun like who does this for fun and naturally I'm or I was a very cold person so if I was outside and it was cold it would take me all day like sometimes I'd even have to have a bath to warm up I was such a cold person I'm not now which is very interesting and I'll come on to that. But I started with a cold shower and I was like, no, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to have a cold shower. So every single day from the 1st of January, I got up, had a cold shower. And then after about two weeks, it got to the point where the cold of my shower wasn't actually cold enough. Um, I could like stay in there and I was ending up having an entire shower with it being cold. like I'd wash my hair, I would condition, all all in a cold shower. And I was in there sometimes for like five minutes and it didn't bother me so then i decided to go for a cold bath and i would fill the bathtub up inside like in the house and that really was like a next step because the the water seemed so much colder when you're like submerged in it rather than just in the shower but what i noticed was i was really building mental clarity and mental resilience and i'm someone as you know if you follow me on instagram or you know me or you're listening to my podcast previously i've always struggled with my anxiety and I'm really starting to learn that if you can control your mind, you can break away your anxiety. Because anxiety is made up by basically what we think and how we view situations. It's our thoughts and our beliefs around a particular thing, whether it's heights, being sick, spiders, flying on an airplane, going in the dark, like whatever it might be, the that- creates your anxiety social situations health anxiety it's how you think and it's your thoughts and your beliefs around that particular topic that causes anxiety and that's why you know i personally have a fear of i've got a metaphobia which is a fear of being sick And for other people that have literally no problem with being sick, yeah, they might not like it, but it's not a fear. It's because they don't have the same thoughts and beliefs around being sick that I do. And it's the same that I don't have a fear of the dark, but someone who has a fear of the dark, the only difference between us is the way we perceive and our thoughts and beliefs around that particular topic. And that's something that is my opinion, and I think it's a really valid opinion. In fact, um, one of the people that have really helped me with my anxiety is the Thrive program, and if you've not looked up the Thrive program, I would definitely recommend that you do, um, just because his view is created by someone called Rob Kelly, his view around anxiety and how it's created is so valuable and so true, and it's his model around anxiety that's really helped me to understand why I've got my anxieties, but anyway, that's, like, a completely different thing, um, So going back to the cold water therapy, it really helps to build mental clarity and mental resilience. So when I was submerged into this bath, and our bath at home is really quite deep, I didn't even realize until suddenly it was filled with freezing cold water, that I was having to control my mind. The first thing I wanted to do was jump back out because it was cold, but also start like hyperventilating in a way and breathing really fast, but being able to just take a breath, breathing slowly, exhale slowly, was something that took a lot of control and I found that really quite like liberating in the sense that I thought, you know what, like learning to control your mind is so powerful that I started to have regular cold baths and now I have ordered an actual ice bath for my garden. It's... I mean I ordered it about three weeks ago and it told me that it would be dispatched by the end of March so I'm really hoping that it comes soon because it's the 27th of March today and it said it would be with me or dispatched at least by the 30th so I can't wait to get that I'm going to put that in my garden and my new morning routine is going to be waking up and getting in that cold bath in the garden. And I'm really excited about it because for me, this cold water therapy has been a massive journey that's helped with everything, not just imposter syndrome, but my anxiety, how I sleep, how I feel. Just generally, I believe cold water therapy has so many benefits well, it does have so many benefits. So definitely try cold water therapy. In fact, one of my clients, uh, I recently had a call with her and I said to her about cold water therapy and she was a bit like, I don't know if I could do that. And I was like, just try it. Anyway, the next morning I I got a voice note from her to say she had her first cold shower. It like took her breath away, it was all too much. But the next day she did it again and she really enjoyed it. And now it's part of her morning routine. So to give you a picture, an overall picture of what my morning routine looks like, I wake up, I stretch, I do my Wim Hof breathing. And again, like if you're not familiar with Wim Hof breathing, it's basically a breathing in a particular way. So you breathe in and out, but you breathe really deep deep like you breathe really deep and fill your lungs completely and then you exhale and you do it in a particular rhythm and if you download the wim hof app you there's like a like a beat an account which you can breathe to which really helps to keep on track and then on the exhale you hold your breath so you just basically refrain from breathing back in and i can now hold my breath for i think the longest is two and a half minutes or maybe two minutes 45 and it takes you to this place of absolute peace, and you just feel super relaxed, so I do my Wim Hof breathing, then I have my cold shower, and then I crack on with my day, so I usually have fresh orange juice that I squeeze myself, which I love making my fresh orange juice in the morning, I usually have that first with a glass of water, and then I just, you know, take my supplements, and I get on with the day, and that really sets me up for, A really nice day like I genuinely love my morning routine so if you have anxiety if you're struggling with imposter syndrome if you're feeling overwhelmed or if you just generally want to have a super good morning routine I would suggest that I'd say the whole thing takes me about maybe 45 minutes so depending on when you start your working day you might have to factor in getting up, up a bit earlier um but yeah 45 minutes is what it takes and I love it and I am a huge believer in thriving in basically every area of your life. And this is something that I've really started to take on board within my life in general over the last, I would say two years, this has been something that's been a main focus of of mine, which is, you know, being mentally strong, physically strong, having a good career, having strong relationships, having strong friendships, and just feeling like in every walk of life, you are thriving and you are living life to the full and you are, you know, achieving things and that achieving things doesn't have to be in terms of, you know, financial success or promotions or anything like that. It can just be feeling content and that's something that I've really been striving for is just contentment because for a long time even though I had my business and my business was successful contentment was something that I really lacked in I often felt like I just didn't feel happy even though I possibly should have felt happy from the outside looking in I didn't feel happy in myself so I decided to learn and research and do everything I could to become mentally stronger, physically stronger, how to, you know, strengthen relationships with friends, family, Carl, grandparents, you know, everyone. And it's something that I'm super proud of that I've done because I'm definitely a better, happier, more content person who's way more grateful for everything in life than I was a couple of years ago. Um, So I would love to know your thoughts on this. I would love to know if you related to this. I would love to know if this resonated with you. I'd love to know, you know, basically your thoughts on this podcast. If you've ever had imposter syndrome, how you've overcome your imposter syndrome or how you are currently overcoming it. And equally, if cold water is your thing, I would love to know because cold water for me has been a game changer. So please drop me a DM. My Instagram handle is at underscore Brianna Johnston. Thank you for listening and I will see you next week.